Rodin. Kidora. Oh my. They're moving like a pack. They're hunting. They all respond directly to an alpha. We stop this Ghidora. We stop them all. Is there another creature that might stand a chance against him? Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to a very special edition of the Bonzilla podcast. A very special edition. It's a first. Uh, we've been talking about doing one of these for, for a while now, and we might put out more of these um, as more ideas and opportunities do come up. But we are going to be doing a out-of-the-timeline episode. This it will be officially mark the first uh, new release of a of a movie of either of our franchises on yes. the Bonzilla podcast. Uh, while while we were doing this, it's not, been a long well, not counting the uh, the anime Godzilla movies. True, from Netflix, yeah, so. which we had bri- briefly touched on, but uh, definitely will uh, go more uh, into elaborate detail on. I guess those. I would say like the first like main series or, or big release. Of sure, any of, yeah. our, any of our franchises uh, during this time period. Big big picture uh, coming coming to the states. The uh, the second uh, film in the legendary universe of uh, the Godzilla uh, canon, mm-hmm. in the American Godzilla canon. Um, it's a uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Uh, by the when this comes out, uh, we will be uh, expecting it. Uh, this week, actually, yeah. uh, we're recording this a little bit early. Um, but um, it it is being released uh, this Friday. Uh, we have our tickets all ready to go. Uh, for opening night screening, mm-hmm. uh, the Chinese theater IMAX. Uh, th- this was a non-negotiable for me. I've been. I've been really trying to get like a for those of you who haven't been to the Chinese theater IMAX uh um I highly recommend it for a movie of spectacle. Mm-hmm. Uh we don't we, it's it's usually hard cuz it's like when you really want to go there for either like the Star Wars or like the Marvels like it, it just wasn't going to happen with Endgame and right. but I I have seen a couple movies there and it's just the theater is just it's phenomenal. phenomenal. And I mean we saw the last yeah, monsterverse movie. Well, there, I was going to lead into that speaking because I think that was uh, to give a connection of why this theater for this movie. Um, we uh, saw Kong Skull Island uh, in that theater. Have we ever told the story? I don't, we've never, uh, we've about never that? told this. We've never had an opportunity to tell the story on the air. So briefly, uh, we um, we went to go see Kong Skull Island opening, like not even opening night. No, it like was like preview the pre- night, the premiere screening. So like the premiere was on, you know. Uh, we got it through like a WB screening, like right. You know. or it's like they have the premiere and like the you know all the cast comes out and they go to their screening and then the studio goes to their screening, but they also will host yes, um, like another screening, you know that night, kind of the premiere for the fans as well. And you you know it's one of those things where you get it online and they overbook, you know you get a free kind of ticket for it, but then you got to get in line. You know, and you get in line you know, an hour early, and then everybody settles into the theater. And so it was kind of one of those kind of a big events at the Chinese at the Chinese theater. Yeah, so we, we went to go see Kong Skull Island that night, and we watched it. And uh, during our – and it was a whole big deal. Like, we didn't think we were going to get in. We were wait. it was a huge line, but we ended up being able to And, you know, tensions it. were high in the Movie line. started late, if I remember Stu- correctly. Movie started yeah. very late. You know, people behind us were like there was a, yeah. there was a thing about cutting behind us. Oh, yeah, yeah. That there was, there was a point where we were in line. We didn't think they were going to get – oh, because I remember what happened. They 
opened. They ended up opening up a second screening of it. They yeah. opened up a second theater to get more people in, um, and we had debated a lot of. We had debated actually at that time, like, do we want to keep in line? Was it worth staying in? Was line it worth at staying? Point, Maybe yeah. we could go see another movie or just get something to eat or something like yeah. that. You know, it wasn't really like a big so deal. We ended up getting into the theater and seeing it, and uh, and we saw the movie. We're enjoying the movie. Yes, and uh, we had a great time. For those of you who know the movie, uh, it, we basically got to the part where, like, the act two to three. Uh, beat where for those of you who know the movie um, it's it's the big scene where the skull crawler the villainous creature of the film the big the big one mm-hmm. comes out and uh, you know the humans are about to make their big escape off the island and the the big skull crawler comes out Kong is seemingly at his weakest point in the movie it's like and the, it's the big, big the... scene of like okay now it's good everything's about to hit the fan right it's like the big third act fight yeah. is like just about to happen and our human characters are like gearing up for the escape like yeah. this is their last ten- their last chance to escape from Skull Island. Yeah, and uh as soon as that happens uh right as the scene cuts to the next establishing shot, power goes out. Becomes very uh it dawns on us very quickly to everybody that power is not coming back on. So we got uh free free tickets to come see it again or to see whatever movie we wanted. It was a, yeah, it was a free so, ticket to yeah. see anything we wanted at the at the Chinese theater and that included the if IMAX we wanted, screen. Yeah, well we didn't know that at the time. We just thought like, well we'll just use these to go see Kong, uh, you know, finish the movie. And when we went to go see it, they're actually like, "Oh, well you can actually use these in the IMAX screen." And for those of you who don't know, the IMAX screen is uh, that main theater right there, mm-hmm. like for the the infamous like Chinese theater with all the handprints and everything. That theater right there is the big yeah, IMAX. Yeah, so it was upgraded thing, IMAX yeah. many years ago. And um, it's laser projected IMAX, which means it looks even amazing in three D. It's like ultimate IMAX. It's like yeah. basically like the ultimate version of IMAX because nowadays like IMAX is in a bunch of theaters, and there's a great IMAX. There's right at the one of our AMC's. There's mm-hmm. a really good IMAX theater. But like the laser projected, City Walk has a really good. City, IMAX, City Walk yeah. has a great one too. I like that, but this this theater is if you go in, it, it's like a big, like wide theater oh, it's with a, balconies, it's a huge theater, and, huge screen, yeah. Um, and it, and it is like you said, the laser projected IMAX, yeah. which is basically like the purest form of IMAX. But but not that's not even the big draw for me. So the reason we give you that story is because. So we saw the we saw this movie. Probably enjoyed it even more. Myself even enjoyed it more on that big of a screen. But we get to the post credit scene of uh, that of that film. Oh yes, yes. And uh, that is the post credit scene that is connects it to the rest of the uh, universe. Um, the the post credit scene. Are we going to talk about the post credit scene that? Spoil, spoiled by the credits. I, I'll save that for another time because that is actually I don't want to get make it too much of a Kong Skull Island, but like th- there's a there's a little bit of like the credits spoil what the post credits are going to be. It's it's a funny story, but uh, we uh, so it's the scene that like is lead is planting like the the seeds to that. Oh, the next one's going to be Mothra, Rodan, and and Ghidorah. But the big thing with me is like so they have their whole little scene and then they play the Godzilla roar, like Legendary's Godzilla roar, and Baby did that just... I, there's not enough chef kisses in the world to be like, I have to see the next Godzilla movie in it this theater. Good. So, uh, long-winded way of saying, Nick and I, we have our we have our uh, seats. Uh, uh, I gotta say, they kind of like dropped the 
tickets are on sale very like with not much fanfare and i, I don't know if we're still in post end game uh like well, i mean it's also i guess i mean one at the time of recording another major warner brothers release is going to drop tomorrow and sure detective pikachu so maybe there was kind of like well you know they don't want to have those two tickets on sale at the same time i don't know weird film things yeah well it's a, yeah it's but it's it's not only um uh, you know Warner Brothers, but it's Warner Brothers legendary. So there may be a they want to like really push all the Detective Pikachu stuff, and maybe next week they'll be do- because yeah, that even is ha- true. They're both Warner Brothers legendary. I didn't even think about. Yeah, that. I mean to be fair, uh, like I oh got like and maybe I'll mention a little bit in this, but I, I have nothing but praise for Legendary and how they've been handling their movies, and and they've been actively on the social media, been pumping out stuff for both of these franchises but i could imagine that because we haven't even had like the ads yet to say that oh tickets are on sale now so maybe next week or well you know next week from this recording uh definitely people will know that the tickets are on sale the week this comes out oh people will know yeah um okay so uh nick king of the monsters uh godzilla uh directed uh by uh michael doherty um and also written by uh michael doherty you know they have legendary has their team of people who've been working on these movies uh max borenstein who has like worked on the story a little bit also worked on the story for the last film but the screenplay credit uh goes to michael doherty and zach shields who is one of um uh michael doherty's producing and writing partners also worked with him on krampus um but yeah so it is it is upon us and we were going to talk about uh some of our anticipation leading into this movie uh some of maybe what some predictions maybe what we think is going to happen in this movie just to have a little bit of fun and then uh what we can just uh, establish uh from the future of going into this movie which i'm sure we'll be able to get into much more spoiler spoilerific detail when we actually watch the movie itself mm-hmm. but uh you know it's like yeah uh, wh- why not it's our show so let's talk about it let's do it so nick leading into this movie we got our first trailer for the movie uh, all the way back in Comic-Con last year. Yeah, we were there. Classic. We we're, were in the room when they showed it, but we were at the convention. Infamous Claire de Lune uh, trailer. It was, uh, it, yeah, it was a, uh, you know, it was also like, to be fair too, I think it was one of those things where you could make the argument. It was basically of the film announcements and, you know, the film things. It was basically one of the big winners of that weekend. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it, was, it was probably the thing that made the most impact uh, thing that everybody was talking about coming out of uh, Comic-Con weekend that, that mm-hmm. year, and uh, I think that it made a big splash. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll get into a little bit more of the marketing after this, but let's talk about our general anticipation, our thoughts going going into this movie. Nick, how, how are we feeling? Where, where are we at with the excitement and the anticipation? Not, not even necessarily, because, you know, I think sometimes we as a film society can get caught up, like, with, like, well, our excitement level dictates like a little bit too much but just what's our anticipation level because clearly we're both uh excited to see the film i've just been made more excited by doing this podcast um i think that you know i've very much made myself i've tape i've had a general tapering of hype uh, since the Dark Knight Rises, sure, that's, I, that's it, kind of been our overall film rule. Yeah, like we're for, for both of us. I yeah, think. I, we get excited for what we wanted to see, but we don't. We try not to put too many. Ex- I think there's a difference between excitement and expectations. If there's right. a, if there's because we can't uh, put too a, many eggs in the basket, or else yeah, we no. gotta blow up the basket. Exactly. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> but no, I'm, I'm very excited. Um, I mean, well, I guess we're, I'm probably going to touch on this too, but I am a big fan of the 2014 Godzilla mm-hmm. movie. Same here. And I feel like, what I think what I'm excited for is that if that 2014 Godzilla movie is like the, you know, 1954 kind of feeling to it, mm-hmm. you know, um, I think this one seems like it's going to have more of that Ghidra, that three-headed monster kind of action and, mm-hmm. and insanity almost. And I'm very much excited to kind of see, you know, all these big monster um it's a monster mash. monster legends. Yeah. <laughs> uh, these big kaiju legends yeah. um in in this new kind of continuity in this mm-hmm. new kind of way. I'm very curious to see how they're going to portray those characters, especially, you know, Mothra and in which ways they can and may not take that character. Um, you know, I think that this is another one of those movies I feel like has done a very good job at kind of not showing too much, and I think you have seen more marketing than I have. I have seen. And more... Have you felt like that? That has any... it really doesn't feel like you really get a sense of what the movie is or mm-hmm. what the pacing or, or kind of the themes because they really only show like they've shown a little bit more of like the monsters in these kind of subsequent trailers, like yeah. a little bit more specifics about what you know what they look like. But really, other than that, you don't you, you kind of get the same sort of oh here's you know Billy Bobby Brown kind of you know looking off into the distance and mm-hmm. here's you know Kyle Chandler being Kyle Chandler. <laughs> uh, you know, here's you know, oh, we got to you know these are the Titans that we're going to do this. It's like there's really not too much to kind of indicate you know, a fuller movie. It yeah, does feel yeah. like it, Endgame in that way where, like, you knew Endgame was really only showing you, like, a really small portion of what it had to offer. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think that's only made me more excited because the thing really that has impressed me is that they really haven't shown off much of the monster action, mm-hmm. which I feel like a lot of ways is how you normally would want to market this movie. But they have really taken the kind of, you know, the, the Claire de Lune thing, I think, has kind of taken what the marketing is, kind yeah. of the beauty. Well, and let's, kind of let's, the, while we're I mean, on it, let's talk about the marketing, just like in general, because yeah. I think that you're right. I because th- I think the biggest thing this has been sold on, this movie has been sold on, is they how just the general direction that Doherty has been talking about that that he wants it to be like this beautiful monster opera. So I wonder if there is a level of like, I mean, there's been a ton of money shots that they've been showing, but when you really think about like everything I've seen from this movie just looks like very unique and Mm -hmm. distinctive and not what you would think. Like, cause we've even had monster movies where we've had our Kong Skull Island and you know, we've even had like our pack rims and, and you know our what hack rim yeah well uh, sorry i've been on the internet too i'm pacific rim the pacific rim movies. i do want to see pacific rim but with pac-man as the kaiju monster right yeah pack rim um but but that's just pixels i guess yeah oh don't want that no we don't want that <laughs> never mind never mind <laughs> but um but there is a big distinct feel and look that has separated that this movie and its marketing mm-hmm. from all those other movies like because you don't get like a that you get like this will be chock full of monster action but it doesn't feel like big action movie no if, if that makes sense at least that's kind of the feel like i do get the feeling that they're making a 
and even though some people may roll their eyes at this film, but it's kind of like they're making a spectacle and not just an action yeah. movie. Yeah, and, and I think it's also the marketing, just what kind of makes you more excited is that having watched a lot of these movies mm-hmm. is that it does really feel like it can fit in with how Godzilla is presented in some mm-hmm. of those previous iterations. Well, and it's... I and you have to give a lot of credit to Legendary and the marketing team in general because here's a movie where and I think that everybody involved has made no hidden uh, they they haven't hidden the fact that they they understand that the last movie was like that more of a slow burn movie mm-hmm. and uh and I think that you know and we enjoyed it but it was like kind of like a criticism of a lot of people that kept people from fully em- embracing the movie even though it did well and obviously there is excitement leading into this one so there was a precedent set that they could be like all right they want to show you that this is going to be monster action and we're going to we're going to you know market it as like big monster action movie and you have to give them credit that they kind of have done that but not just been like it it feels artistically reactionary. Not even it doesn't even feel reactionary. It's like, all right, well, we're going in this direction that you guys may like a little bit more. But there's still this level of like we're still gonna put somewhere over the rainbow in like the in the trailers. Yeah. Like like really only like that second trailer that came out like a couple months ago felt like, all right, a little bit more of your standard action movie trailer. Yeah, which I think you need at some point. But everything else is kind of like like we're going for this beautiful tone and look at our imagery of uh, via the monster action. Like it's really like the only thing they've given anybody who I think may not have loved the last movie is like you're seeing the monsters. Yeah. And I think that's like the been the big promise of this movie. And I think what also this marketing has done too, and I think it's one of the successes of Legendary's Monster Universe, is that it really also emphasizes that the three movies that they put out in this f- series and this franchise have all felt like very different movies. Sure. Like, obviously, like, again, as you mentioned, Godzilla 2014 is kind of more of that slow burn and yeah. kind of really presents that, like, the, the bigness and that sense of scale uh, in that movie. Kong Skull Island is very much kind of, you know, more so, like, on the, like, awesome action movie kind of side of things mm-hmm, with right. kind of the crazy, you know, music and the action and stuff like that. You know, that, that's a movie where Tom Hiddleston puts on a samurai sword <laughs> and a gas mask. Right, right, right. Like, that's going to be And even awesome. the marketing of that movie was just like B-movie, monster action yeah. and drums. And then this one has that kind of, again, that beauty, that operatic standpoint that you have. And I think that's very much similar to, like... It's also been very fascinating because obviously they haven't had as many movies, but I feel like Legendary and the Monsterverse is the only other kind of cinematic universe that so far feels like they've known what they're doing with mm-hmm. it and how to kind of progress it. Or they, they know how to properly navigate it without having any of the pitfalls that we've seen from other universe building And franchises. I do think it's because, in general, they've kind of taken that slow approach that Marvel had initially. Mm-hmm. I think that's like... You know, they do 2014 Godzilla. Okay, it's successful. Okay, let's kind of push this a little bit more. And now we can kind of push things in different directions and kind of plan this in that way. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, Kong's successful. Now we can really focus on King Kong versus Godzilla again. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like, like, stuff like DC and Dark Universe, it's just like we going all in too fast. Mm-hmm. And then that kind of, like, when one thing doesn't succeed, that sort of thing. And I feel like Legendary has just been really smart about how they've done their three movies so far. Yeah. And obviously, we can't speak 
necessarily for the final success of King of the Monsters, as that hasn't come out yet, but it just seems like one of the things I'm excited for is, is to see how this progresses to the next level. Yeah. Um, and uh, if we're going to get, you know, and how they could surprise us in this movie, how this could lead into other movies, you know, how they I, could lead into other monsters. You know, I, I, I've given a lot of praise to Legendary because I do feel like this to me is what I consider like taking chances on big IP like like these movies because like, you know, say whatever you will about the final product, but I do get the sense that they – they find a specific unique tone for these movies and then they embrace that tone. So like for, uh, you know, Godzilla 2014 was more of like that haunting disaster uh, tone. And then they were, they embraced that through all the marketing. They embraced that in the movie Kong skull Island embraced like wacky B movie. And then when you see the movie, well, no, it was like, even like the, and then like the seventies, like Vietnam vibe like to it, which was in the movie. Like they, they embraced that. So I, I, and then going outside of like the Godzilla franchises, like, you know, they pick like these, this unique kind of like look and tone for like detective Pikachu and things like that. And I, I just, you know, I just get the sense from when I see all of these legendary movies that these are very, unique takes that the directors are bringing into these films and then they are embracing like the, these not obvious ways to do these movies. Right. Because when you think about it, like I think that when Doherty talks about this movie and he's been talking about like King of the Monsters going into it, like he's really been heavy leaning heavily on the wanting to treat these, these monsters in, in Godzilla as like gods and with respect. And he wants to bring like this operatic beauty to it. Mm -hmm. And, and I do think that is something that I think people will find cool, but I don't think your average person would not necessarily think about it in that way. Maybe we're coming off of recently, like an American attempt that had almost no reverence for like the franchise Mm -hmm. in general. So And and it's and it's interesting to see, and I think that from a big overall franchise point of view, it is cool that we are these movies because I include fourteen in this way. They are going all the way back to there. There's some shades of like the best of the Hasey films, but it's going all the way back to the original fifty four film, where it just there is like this daunting reverence to it, and mm-hmm. whether it's like the apocalyptic nature of. 14 or the beautiful godly nature that we seem to be getting in king of the monsters uh it's just like listen i i have nothing but excitement and and anticipation for this movie i i cannot say enough about like i mean i i'm already kind of stoked that like i'm seeing a godzilla movie at the chinese theater like in like opening night and it's it's almost like I didn't realize that this would kind of be like a, a big kind of like you know movie going milestone for me, but it, it is, and and I and I can't wait. Um, well, I so, think this is also because it's one of those things again. You can't speak for the film just yet, but even with 2014 Godzilla, yeah, obviously it looked great from the trailers, and mm-hmm. I think there was a lot of you know more respect for the franchise than than the '98 one had. Uh, but it's also just like you are. There is that always in the back of your head. It's just like 98 and the ridiculousness of adaptations mm-hmm, and yeah. stuff like that. It's always in the back of your head. Where now we've, for us at least, we've had two movies in this series in Godzilla and Kong Skull Island that have been very enjoyable, very fun. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, in different ways, but very enjoyable. And so it's hard not to kind of feel like, oh, they get it. And it's yeah. hard not to feel like when you see this movie in like a big setting like the Chinese IMAX theater, it's like, yeah. it's just feeling like, 
oh, this is like what you dream of. This yeah. is what you hope for as a fan of a franchise. Mm-hmm. And in the in and to talk about like the the anticipation and like the expectations of the movie. You know, I side on the. You know what I what I've liked everything I've seen. I like the pedigree behind it. I've liked the output that they have had thus far. Uh, and you know, I, I'm less of worrying. Like we've kind of already talked about, I'm less of worrying about what my specific expectations are. There's movies like I see these movies, I love them, and I'll be able to tell you the things I don't like about them or the things that they don't work. So yeah. it's like I am less concerned. Like I'm. This isn't to get. This isn't. This episode is not, at least for me, to be like, the movie better do this, and I better love it, and if I don't love it, none of this well, counted. Well, we're not those people. Uh, yeah, we're, we're not like that. We're yeah. not the rest of the internet. <laughs> I mean, but but to be clear, I, I am stoked and excited. Um, So, Nick, kind of like leading into this movie, is there anything specifically, we talked about like the marketing and the franchise, is there anything specifically leading into this movie as a sequel to 24? For, uh, from the 2014 one. I just, I, I just think like I will be able to see like where the state of the world. I'm actually very curious to see what the state of the world is at the beginning of this movie. Mm-hmm. Like where exactly do they lead off, and how much of 2014 do they take into consideration? Obviously, we know Ken Watanabe mm-hmm. is back, and and that kind of aspect of the movie is going to be present in some way. Mm-hmm. But I will be curious to see like if there's a lot, you know leading off of like well this is what happened in san francisco type of one of those type of things Mm -hmm. or if it very much is just like okay well it's in the same world but it's just like here's another godzilla thing you know like Mm -hmm. really really it will be more so like is it is it going to be a show it era type thing where it's like oh it's definitely like in the same universe but you know we Mm -hmm. we kind of like Mm -hmm. briefly reference it or is it more of a hasty era thing where it's like no very continuity heavy and there's a lot from 2014 and how characters react to that stuff that mm-hmm. happened in that movie to this one. Right. Um, and even if like how much of a passage of time there is going to be, you know, it has got, has there been like, is this the first Godzilla sighting since 2014's, you know, events? Yeah. Um, also, I mean, conversely, I think more so I'm going to be very curious to see how, what the state of the world is at the end of this movie. That's the big one. I think for that's me. really, yeah gonna be the more curious aspect of this movie uh as you know being its own movie of course but just you know we know kong and and godzilla are gonna fight soon Mm -hmm. um so it just will be curious to see where they leave the world at in this movie uh to kind of set up more monster stuff because i would even be i mean I, i think this is something we can talk about a little bit later too but i would be even curious to see if we would get you know if we would just keep it to Godzilla and Kong, or if there's room for a you know if a character really stands out in this movie or a monster really stands out in this movie, mm-hmm. is there room for like you know a moth or a standalone or something like mm-hmm. that? Yeah, yeah, it, it will be interesting to see where they can go at it from the universe uh, point of view. But and, and we'll mention about that. But I think for me, uh, I'm I'm curious to see. You're right, like how this will jump off from the last film because. The one of the great things about the last film I felt is that it did recontextualize and give a new type of origin for this legend. Like I think it made its own Godzilla in a way with its own mythology and everything. And they, because if we remember in that movie, they do go, they lean more into the um, into the area that Godzilla is a part of nature and that he's an alpha predator. And that, you know, he, you know, he's kind of like this circle of life that is beyond man's control. So 
it is interesting to see it, it will be interesting to see like how that will affect this movie and how King of the Monsters will retroactively affect yeah. uh got the 2014 as like a from a sequel franchise point of view because it's like in the lap movie he was like all right he's the apex predator he's the you know one of the big forces of nature and how does that turn into now he's a god mm-hmm. so it so I'm that is like one of the things I'm like really excited one to see one of multiple Gods, right exactly but it's just interesting that it's like and just kind of like and that's where i'm getting like the shades of the hasty era it's like all right the nature and the god the godliness of nature and and i feel like you know they've been talking about that that those are themes uh, touched or at least uh, dramatized in this movie so i'm excited to see how that how that works and it'll be also interesting too because um i think also from a sequel perspective obviously we're getting more monsters in this movie we had the mutos mm-hmm. uh in godzilla 2014 but even in that movie, you know, the other those other monsters are very much on the lower key scale. Sure, they're, they're sure. very much like they're just kind of simply big creatures, nothing more than that. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like here, we're getting three. First of all, three major monsters from from the kaiju and Toho history, right? But also three very different monsters that have different powers and different mm-hmm. things that they've had in their history. And you mentioned that you know it. 2014 established Godzilla as its own creature and its own mythology. Mm-hmm. And I do think what's going to be very interesting is how the other monsters, like their, how their mythologies will match up with this Godzilla, how they'll have their own little bits and pieces, what they do take from these other movies. And what's, what the advantage is of being a fan of this franchise is that, Yes, there are certain things that we can hope for and expect because we've seen these monsters. Multiple. We'll get to it. Yeah, we're going to mention it. But what I'm, what I'm also... <laughs> On that same token, these are all monsters that have changed significantly in multiple appearances. Oh, sure. Like, you know, how many times has the origin and, like, if, you know, the size and the effects of Ghidorah have changed mm-hmm. and how different Mothra has been in, in her different appearances. And even, like, comparing, you know, Ghidra Rodan to Mechagodzilla to Rodan. Mm-hmm. It's like they're. Uh, no, wait. Yeah, no, you're yes. right. Okay, yeah. mm-hmm. I'm sorry. You know, they all kind of blend together somewhat. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes. No. no, I get it. I get it. when you have to remember that many movies. Yeah. it's like, but no, you're you. But it's like, but nailed it. But like, you know, Mechagodzilla two really reinvented Rodan and made him a monster that like, okay, like actually, like watching that movie made me very excited to see what they could do with Rodan in you know King of the Monsters because mm-hmm. even before that, I was like, oh yeah, they'll probably reinvent Rodan a little bit. But I think no, there's potential with Rodan, and there's all this kind of potential with these monsters. And it'll be interesting to see how they integrate them into this universe that they did set up in these previous two films, specifically in 2014 Godzilla. Well, I wonder if how, like, if one thing that they they may touch in the movie is how does Godzilla fit into all that? Because kind of just from the brief of the trailers that we've seen and them talking about the movie, there is this sense that in the last movie that as massive as they were, the Mutos and Godzilla were just kind of giant and like prehistoric Mm -hmm. animals that were capable of like catastrophic, like uh, that represented like bigger nature, but they did kind of represent as like, the Mutos are insects and Godzilla's an alpha predator and like right. all that kind of stuff. And really like it's one of those things where if Godzilla didn't have his atomic breath, it really is presented like he's just a giant like creature. You yeah, know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like it doesn't have, you know, in the way they set that up and obviously like kind of. But whereas it- like in King of the Monsters in our marketing thus far, they've kind of portrayed our the other big crown jewels of Toho as Doherty calls them. 
as very godly like yeah. they they're, they're titans they're, yeah there there are much more i don't want to go all the way into saying supernatural but it's definitely that there is there is a power level to them that mm-hmm. we haven't seen from the legendary creatures yet mm-hmm. so it's going to be interesting to see like does godzilla fit in that or is like or just how he integrates yeah, into no, that world um, so I want to talk a little bit about like just some small little fun uh, predictions of, of the movie uh, yeah. of the movie itself that I think uh, could be fun going into it. Um, so uh, one of the things. Um, okay, so we know that our monsters Godzilla, Mothra, Rodan, Ghidorah, all taking center stage yeah. in this movie. Probably it's gonna like mostly come down, and the marketing has kind of suggested that it's mostly gonna come down to the big. Godzilla versus Ghidorah battle, mm-hmm. um, and w- which is very interesting. I think they may be like kind of keeping us like from like how Rodan and uh, you know Mothra they're fitting into it. I I feel like I don't get a real good sense of like really who's gonna fight who. I know it's all gonna come down to the kings at the at yeah. the end of the day. But we know at this point that one hundred percent there are other monsters in this movie. Um, should we are are we gonna take a guess at who we may see or what we may see or how are we feeling about like like what we're gonna see monster wise in this movie? I think if you were gonna make a prediction, the easiest one you could do is like in Angiris. Yes, I, I think I think that that's kind I would of be almost kind of- if obviously if there are uh, there are gonna be other monsters in this movie other than those main three. I think. Angiris is like the slam dunk prediction. Yeah, like, I, I think that I would be so shocked if he's not in it personally. Like if they're, yeah, yeah it's just like if if there are other major monsters in it, yeah. like they could just be like, oh, like something more Muto esque where they like do something like that mm-hmm. and then just like throw them to the side early uh, in favor of our big titans. But if there's going to be a recognizable monster in this movie, it just seems like why wouldn't you pick Angiris? It's probably like the yeah. next major I one that would make sense because yeah. the other like monsters that we could choose from you definitely could have some ideas um unless they go really obscure yeah like if they go like manda or something which would well, be simple so, enough to do but that's what i think i wonder if these other monsters that will be in the movie because i don't anticipate them having a huge role oh, in no, the movie no. but i do wonder if if you're going to populate with monsters if it's easier because you have such iconic powerful creature powerhouses with like Ghidorah, Mothra and Rodan and all who distinctly have like a power set that I wonder if for the sake of, you know, keeping that weight, but simplifying it, if you're going to get monsters more in line with an Anguirus and a Kumonga and a Kamakuris and like essentially like maybe those guys will just be like the giant, like, right. Like dude, if you get an Abira in this movie, <laughs> <laughs> Can you well, imagine? like a giant, like, just a giant animal. Yeah, Which, I, I, I yeah. think I think that you're. I think we're looking at we may get that level of mm-hmm. monster. Yeah. in this because I because Doggerty has even said like one of his favorite monsters is Biolante. As well, he says Biolante, which I've never heard it said that way, but Biolante. Um, which I don't think he would say that if it was in the movie right. like that. But so I don't think that kind of is what tipped me off to. I think you may be getting like Angiris, uh, Kumonga level. <laughs> Uh, kaiju. What's a monster that you would say has absolutely zero percent chance of showing up? Ooh, um, let's see, a monster. Well, unfortunately, Jet Jaguar. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, that's um, that's saved for the Mechagodzilla movie. Gigan, I don't think would be one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Megalon may have a shot. 
That'd be uh, very funny. I mean, well, I mean, because when you think about it, he's just a giant beetle. Yeah. So I think there's a Megalon. I think Manda's actually not a bad decision to put in there. Um, I think... I don't think... I think Gigan would be, would be one. zero percent. I don't think... The only reason I'm not sure about Abira is just because he's a giant lobster. It's just... It would be easy enough to do. Yeah. Um, well, did you did you have an uh, answer for who you think doesn't have a shot? Oh, Hedora. No shot. Oh, yeah. I don't think Hedora has a shot in it. Well, no. Yeah. Hedora, King Caesar, Titanosaurus, like any of those. King types. Caesar? I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if they pull out King Caesar. But I don't know, I man. do think, though... I, be, I do think... I think a hundred percent. If there's a third like Godzilla standalone movie, yeah, that it's gonna be Mechagodzilla. Like, really, I do think that if there is a third one, maybe not like the main thing, but I do think a Mechagodzilla plot line, okay, is like gonna be involved. I just think that's like the next obvious big. Because really, like after these three, I think the most recognizable element of the Godzilla franchise that has not appeared in any of these is a Mechagodzilla. I think mm. that that's the most recognizable thing you could do. To make a big deal. Mm-hmm. Now, in my Godzilla movie, there's also Jet Jaguar, but uh, legendary. You know, we can talk about that. <laughs> you know, uh, once the kind of the deals are signed. <laughs> um, yeah, I. That that's interesting. I don't want to say no to that because I think you you could be you could be right. Um, the thing is, like, they've just been so smart about like making these movies yeah. that I think they would have to do it, but almost go into like a different direction oh yeah uh, almost um, of a, for mechagodzilla for mechagodzilla well i mean but that's also the thing is just like how many times have we seen mechagodzilla itself be reinvented sure, like, sure. I, it's like oh yeah no i'm just talking about just from this series yes like of, like they oh yeah that would be something completely different yeah, but i mean mm-hmm. like of all the monsters and things that we've seen mechagodzilla has had the most clean slate of like you can just do anything you want with that right right no exactly um so you say hedora i i'd be inclined to agree with that uh, i don't think you would in get terms a, of zero percent hedora yeah. is not appearing in this movie i i, I would give the zero percent to gigan um mm-hmm. as much and i like gigan quite a bit gigan, but, i think a cool like modern day design gigan yeah like i would be excited to see like toho take on a modern gigan mm-hmm. yeah oh 100 percent um so okay so let's talk about our monsters our ki- our characters kaiju and human uh together yeah, and um, like predictions about them yeah uh so i think we're both on the same page that uh you know spoilers but godzilla will probably win at the end <laughs> at the end of the movie yeah um do we think out of our four mains who's who who's making it out on top of it, it i because I, I kind of have this sense that maybe he may be last man standing. Like, I, I don't know. I don't think Rodan makes it out of this movie. I think I think I would rank him like this. I think Rodan is the most likely to die. Yes. I think Ghidorah is the second most likely to die. Yes. And I think Mothra has a good shot, but I also would not be surprised if they teased, like, the rebirth type of deal with her. Yeah. Like, if they re- like if they teased, like, oh, she, like, the larva. Yeah. Like, I, I would not be shocked if that was the case. So, I think Mothra is the most likely to survive. Also, because I think, again, if they're kind of setting up this monster universe, not that they are going to do standalones with these other monsters, but of those, I think Mothra has the most potential because... Mothra of these creatures has really been the one who has led her own series before. Mm-hmm. And I think they could find inspiration in that. Yeah. If they, yeah. Th- I don't think that's likely. I think they're, I think they're going to kind of really stick it to just Godzilla and Kong movies. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to really branch out, but if they were going to, I would just think that they would see Mothra as the most likely to be something like that. Yeah, I mean, I think Mothra is a coin toss. Like, I think that there's a good enough chance that she survives and also doesn't survive yeah. this movie. But I I do think that 
we I don't think we've even scratched like the coolest of what Mothra is going to be able to do. In we've this really barely seen her, uh, yeah, in the marketing because we've seen a lot of Ghidorah and I th- in the Rodan kind of first attack sequence, which what it seems is the first attack of Rodan sequence mm-hmm. has also been something very featured. But we really haven't seen that much of Mothra, and I also wonder if it's one of those things where again they're marking it as like all oh, these big three monsters but i wonder if, if that's going to be like mothra's more on the godzilla side mm-hmm, of things yeah. where it's more like more like a tag team two-on-two battle a la something you know like uh megalon mm-hmm. as opposed to kind of the the free-for-all that like you know we kind of it's being marketed as um so in terms of our human characters uh we have um Vera Farmiga, Millie Bobby Brown, Kyle Chandler, a lot of lot of different uh, people like mm-hmm. Tom Thomas Middleditch, uh, just O'Shea mm-hmm. Jackson, a lot Charles Dance, uh, <laughs> like which for a long time people had kind of you can said, say like, Charles Dance has both been in a Bond movie and a Godzilla yes. movie now. Um, but there was a rumor for a while, I don't, and I don't think this has been. I think this maybe have been debunked. I'm not sure, but it's like that Charles Dance uh, may have been uh, what's his name. Uh, Tom Hiddleston's character from Kong, just older. I mean, I don't know age wise if that works, but uh, there was like some like rumor. That, but that I think that I was feel more like of a I, I did think that that's something that's going to appear at some point. But I thought I, if that's going to happen, which again I think is likely, I think they'll save it for Kong. Yeah. As opposed, like that, like oh, like we do know somebody who's seen Kong in the past, and then they go to him. As opposed mm-hmm. to this movie, where I don't think it makes a lot of sense. Um. Uh. But so. A couple questions about these characters. Yeah. Number one, is Vera Farmiga the quote-unquote villain of this movie? Because they've kind of been framing her that way, that, you know, maybe she, maybe she's not all that she seems. But, like, I don't know if she'll be, like, mustache-twirly, like, no. uh, like, destroy the world villain, but I think that she'll make some decisions that not everybody wants to make. I think she'll be the more... She may be, like, a very radical let-them-fight person. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas uh, Ken Watanabe's Dr. Sarazawa um, will, like, you know, he was like, whoa, whoa, I wanted them to fight, but this is, this is just crazy. Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like... I feel like that could go either way, honestly. I feel like... Because I, I, it's also one of those things where very much similar to 2014 Godzilla. I don't know if there is going to be just a human villain thing. Mm-hmm. Like there might be a lot of disagreements and Vera Farmiga might be on one side and Kyle Chandler on the other side of kind of the coin, but I, I don't know if they're going to go that route. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to go more with the monsters are fighting and then, you know, the humans have their deal to like to do with. Well, I do think, well, what, what, are, what are we thinking about? Cause like even the human story this time around, I feel like, and again, we'll have to see how it turns out in the movie. I get the sense it's a little bit more thought out in this movie, or thought out in terms of integrating it because they kind of are focusing it on Monarch and that, and yeah. like the characters are actively participating in at least somehow in the monster goings on. Where whereas, and I think it fit like the fourteen movie where it was more of like. The reactionary and the survival and everything. Yeah. I, I well, it think, seems like there is a little so bit... thought through. Maybe like not the right term, but I, I think it'll be a definitely more involved. Yeah, uh, human there's going to be more direct interaction. I think between the the monsters and the humans in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, the next question being, and this is a tough one because I've gone back and forth on this in the past month. Is Millie Bobby Brown a psychic? In I, this think movie? So. <laughs> I think so. I think so. I it just seems like they're. There have been shots in these trailers and the way they've kind of presented her 
where it feels like she has some sort of supernatural element to yeah. her. I feel like I'm I'm leaning on the side that she is. I'm leaning on that side too. Like I'm not as 100% sure as I was like a couple months ago, but there's there's just something about me where it's like because I don't know, like I just get the sense of this movie that they may not shy away from, from yeah. things like that. Now, I don't know if maybe they'll do a psychic or if they're just kind of doing a more stylized, like, story thing, like, communion with nature thing. Yeah. So I don't know if we're going to see, like, you know, Miki telekinesis from, you know, Godzilla I think versus it's Space one of those Godzilla, things where but... I think there's going to be, like, she has, she at least has, like, enhanced, like, she can feel, like, pain or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or, or, like, you know. Something like to that extent where she can hear all these people screaming and she's like, make it stop, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, um, and then maybe there is kind of not necessarily a talking to, but there's sort of like the implied connection between her and, and you know, Godzilla. Uh, all right. Final, final guess on this. Will we see the fairies in, and or in, do you think we'll see the fairies in, in yes, in what way, if any way? I think we're gonna see basically like a shot that references them. Like, not we're not gonna get the fairies, but there's gonna be like a shot where there's like two statues, like two little, two little like female statues. There'll be a nod. I think. I think there's gonna be a nod. I, I I have come to terms with the fact that the fairies are not in this. Yeah. Um, and what I will say is like on the off chance on the off chance that they are like a presence in this movie somehow. Mm-hmm. I don't, and I know like we're kind of saying, Oh, they're going more all in. I don't think they're going to be like tiny. I think like if they are like a presence where they're talking sure. about, I think they'll just be two human sized women yeah. that are just like, we protect, you know, like, or it could also be, this is another possibility. That in this world where they, you know, where they're kind of treating these as the titans and these ancient creatures, there could be something to the fact that maybe they, there is like, there is like an island, there is like a, maybe a, a cult's not the right word, but basically yeah. a following, like, then they, oh, the, so yeah. you think they may mention Birth Island? Pa, I mean, like, the, that would be the easiest way to do it, where yeah. maybe they do kind of bring it, well, you know, because they've talked about the cave paintings. You mm-hmm. know, they talked about that before with the you know things. So maybe there is kind of a modernized like you know island somewhere that like you know has a connection with Mothra or praises Mothra, but yeah. maybe not maybe not directly like communicates for Mothra as we've seen in the movies. But maybe something to that extent. But I I I'm on the side where it's just going to be like again like two little statues or some sort of nod yeah, I, to them. I'm I'm. I- I don't think you're going to see... I think that's going to be a nod. I think that's as much as it's going to be. And I've been thinking about this, especially, like, if the story seems to be taking that, like, all right, well, like, the gods are reemerging and, you know, things like that. And, you know, there there comes, like, the baggage of if you have the fairies, then you kind of already have somebody who explains everything. And I I don't feel like that's what this movie is going to be. I mean, it's really, like, again, it's like I've come to terms with that's the case. I really wanted them to be in this movie. Yeah, yeah. But it's also not as... it. We've seen Mothra... Appearances without them, mm-hmm, and it, yeah. it's not as if the character needs them. It just makes the character more interesting. But I 100 percent think that there's going to be a nod to them. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just think that there's too much love for the monsters in the movies, not nod to the fairies. Uh, we talked about uh, McCreary's score, Bear McCreary, uh, for the uh, for the um, he's the use of the original Ifakube themes. Um, obviously, I think that we are uh, anticipating the the classic Godzilla theme. Yeah, definitely, and and I know that that's going to be in there. Um, 
But one of the things I will say, and I had mentioned this to you uh, because I had looked at the track listings for it, not really yeah. no spoilers. Like there's some like, okay, maybe there's a, this is like the general outline, but nothing too big. But one of the things I will say is that there are definitely tracks listed for themes of certain monsters. Yeah, in I, this. I, I haven't listed to any of them yet. I'm yeah. kind of, well, that, there's only been two tracks actually re- like yeah. released. I haven't looked into it. Okay, yeah. I would say that I think the other theme that I expect to be there is kind of the theme from Ghidra, mm-hmm. um, which I, again, has kind of appeared to other circumstances, but I associate it with Ghidra. Yeah, but I I actually I don't know. I think that there is room for they may create new themes for for these guys. But I do think that the Mothra song may be in this movie. Not I mean, not not like the actual singing of the song, but I think like one of the Mothra themes that have been associated with yeah, her in the could movies be part of the is, is going to be maybe part of the score. Um, what about the march when Godzilla flies from Hedorah? <laughs> if Godzilla were to fly in this movie, 10 out of 10. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, even if it's just like a lift him off the ground, mm-hmm. like like real briefly just to do a body slam on Ghidorah. I mean, that is still the greatest moment in Godzilla history. I know we've seen better movies since what? then, but like, there's 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 been no moment that encapsulates joy much like that one here's something that would kind of here's a realistic thing that would give this movie a 10 out of 10 if we get the classic rodan picks up godzilla and throws him into Ghidorah. like if we got that classic move that that would be a 10 out of 10 um okay so the last thing to talk about um as we head into this movie we had mentioned already uh legendary's monster verse yes not my favorite name for it, but whatever. Um, but I think that where uh, where I may knock the name, I'm not going to knock how the franchise has been or the universe itself has been, um, you know, unfolding. Because as you had mentioned, I do think that this may be the best universe building that they have done. Now we can talk about like the actual individual movies themselves all the times, but when you think about how they've been doing these movies. These movies have had maybe passing references, very vague references that do not intrude on the script in what in any way, and yet they've been able to connect all these movies. And yeah. I think we saw that with Kong Skull Island that had maybe one or two vague mentions about the Godzilla world earlier. They take a generic thing such as like, oh, there's like an organization that's funding all of this. Yeah. Don't and they don't talk about it at all. They don't like, and then they save all the the real true meaty stuff for a post credit scene. Yeah, and I gotta say they've been doing a pretty good job of it. And it seems like you know they've been making these you know very specific you know unique movies and then you know connecting them. Um, so with that said, like you know I I think all that works. So but the next movie that we have after that comes out next year, twenty twenty, is Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah. Uh, directed by Adam Wingard, um, who directed uh, such movies as The Guest uh, and um, Your Next. Um, you know, also directed the most recent Blair Witch Project. So you know, there's a there's an up and down there. Yeah. But <laughs> but I I you know I do like I do like those other movies. Like his batting average is is decent for me. Um, but you know there is the sense of like you know with as massive as this movie looks, and he's just gonna go fight Kong. 
Um, but also another thing that I did not realize is that Doggerty also wrote the at least the story uh, for that movie oh, as well. Interesting, very interesting. So that piqued my interest way more. And again, I w- I'll need to see this movie. But there is a level of like, okay, well, there is some connective tissue, and I don't want to spoil it too much for maybe those who don't know. But we will see, and I did not know this either some continuing characters into that movie as well. So, you know, kind of, you know, continuing. And if you look at that movie, also the cast is stacked on that one too. So in terms of, well, first of all, like, how do you feel like, do you have any anticipation of how Kong is going to fit into this movie at all and moving into that in this movie, moving into that? I think if anything, it would be delegated to a post credit scene. Um, what is very interesting, though, I do feel what's very interesting is the fact that our first Kong movie is that prequel set in the 1970s. Mm-hmm. And it'll be interesting to see kind of how they eventually fit in the modern, you know, bringing Kong to a modern light. Is it going to be the same Kong? Is it going to be some sort of offspring somehow, even though Kong's the last of his generation? Or I think it's going to be the Kong. That yeah, we saw I would agree, that I would agree with that. Yeah. And it's also because again they do establish in that movie that Kong is kind of young, right. in in relative terms to kind of what you expect him he, to be. They definitely mention that he is not full grown. Yeah. At, at that point, because like, he's going to be made bigger. Yeah. yeah. I will be interested to see. Is more so like with this movie because. This is going to be the first one, too, that I feel like they really know where the next one goes. Like, because, again, the brilliance of both Godzilla 2014 and Skull Island is that they, they're they very much like those first Marvel Cinematic Universe movies in that they do connect in some subtle ways, but they are very much like their own movies in the in the sense that we can shift direction on this if this is not working. If you took out the post credit scene and maybe deleted two lines of of Kong Skull Island yeah. would have nothing to do with like the Godzilla movie. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, and, but I do think that's, that's what makes this work. Oh, and, 100%. and now that you've had that confidence and you know, what works with this franchise, you can kind of set it up. I don't think there's going to be much to actually set up for Kong in the main movie itself. I do think it's going to be, I, I would a, agree a post post credit scene that kind of, kind of gets you hyped for it. Yeah. I, I, I do yeah. think though, it is going to be, like I said at the beginning, I think it's gonna be very interesting to see how, where they leave the, the movie because the thing is with, with the marketing, the marketing feels like this is like kind of an all out destruction of the world type of deal. Yeah. But I do think what we're going to figure out with the movie is that it's still kind of relegated to a couple cities at most mm-hmm. in the sense that I, you know, it's kind of like, where does the world leave off with, with Kong and how does Kong kind of fit into this? And I kind of am already thinking, I do have some kind of predictions and thoughts on this, um, of where they could go with it. Uh, but I do think that it's going to be very interesting to see kind of where this world is set up. Yeah, and I think that we can, like, when, the mo- when we have our actual discussion of the movie and then we have a lot of the proper context, then we can get more heavily into, like, our predictions of that. Uh, I do think that there's a very smart world-building decision in this that I think just came with the territory that Kong is on Skull Island, so there is your inherent in-world safety net for like what why he's not involved in anything else. It's very easy to be like, well, he's on Skull Island in the in, which is an island that's impossible to get to anyway. Yeah. So it's like so they they did get lucky in that regard with like having it. Uh, I think that. 
I do think that it will be relegated. I, I'm not 100% sold on a post-credit because I think that outside of, like, you know, like, superhero movies, like, they're not always guaranteed. No, I don't think they're always guaranteed, but this is also one I think it would make the most sense. I think it would, but I, I do think you're going to get, like, some sort of mention, some sort mm-hmm. of Kong, because I do think that now that they've established that Monarch has been around since then, it would just be weird to me just from, like, a big, like, world fan franchise standpoint if it wasn't mentioned at all I, and i think you're, we're gonna get like a, a mention sure. uh, of it um so um yeah i mean it, it's it's super exciting um it's gonna be interesting uh to see like this movie get released and like you know and to finally get to talk about it um one of the things i was gonna say up top about like the marketing uh as we like wrap up is one of the interesting things about leading into this movie is, like I said, you and me, we both liked that last Godzilla movie. Didn't necessarily, and it was like favorable, but didn't necessarily take the world by storm, but everybody still kind of like digs Godzilla. The one constant thing I've been seeing about this marketing is everybody, almost everybody I know, when they have seen a trailer or some sort of piece of marketing from it, they're like, oh, that looks cool. Like, mm-hmm. that looks like a cool Godzilla movie. And I think then it, it, that I think speaks volumes into because it's not a, especially like when we live in this year with like Endgame and you know the rise of Skywalker and like just all these other like big and then like Game of Thrones happening and just all these other big more tent poles of 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 entertainment going on and that, these tent poles kind of ending to an extent. Sure, sure. So it, it's easy for like something like Godzilla to kind of get you know uh, swept up in all that, but. Uh, it does. It does have its like vocal. Like people seem to be looking forward to it, and um, like I said, we're looking forward to it. And uh, dude, I I cannot wait uh, Wednesday night uh, to finally see it. Yeah. So um, I think that's it. Do you have any other things to say? Uh, also, zero percent chance of Manila in this movie. Yes, I do not think we will be getting any any baby any, any Godzilla. baby Godzilla. No, not not this time. Um, so, okay, well, um, you guys can expect a, uh, a full uh, dissection of and review uh, of the movie uh, next week. Um, I, I think that would be safe because we want to get right on that. Yeah, so I up. think what we're going to do is we're gonna, we are going to have our two regular episodes yes. in the month of June. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to have uh, those two episodes. But much like this one, we will put out kind of a, you know, a thought process, sort of, sort of a basic reaction of that movie sort of soon after its release sure at 100 percent. all right well nick i don't think there's any need for plugs on this one no Go watch I, one of the main episodes for yeah that. listen like if you're listening to this you know you, you know the plugs yeah. and you'll hear those <laughs> plugs again and you've heard them before you should know at this point all right well uh, but until- cool dude i hope you listen <laughs> all right guys see you next time see ya